You're experiencing the Authentic Chaos Podcast, an exploration into our inner selves and journeys of self-discovery. I'm your host, Bahagan Yarnosian, and today I'm joined by a guest, Akash Balaji. Hey guys, thanks. happy to be on here. Yeah, and thanks. And today we're, we have a little bit of a change of scenery for Authentic Chaos. Akash was nice enough to let us use his apartment, so... Uh, it's been a it's a nice setup and uh, welcome to my house. Yeah, and excellent <laughs> drinks too. So yeah. cheers. Cheers, man. So to continue our February dating series, um, I wanted to chat with you about dating in general, but also specifically around uh, confidence in dating. Because I know you've had some experience, some history talking with men about like how to work on your confidence in like a lot of various aspects. Yeah, but. How do we, uh, how do we deal with the crisis where men feel kind of dejected in dating? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one because especially these days, yeah, a lot of guys are upset. You know, they go on, they try to date in person, and it's it's not thought anymore. Maybe back in the day, your dad used to teach you how to go talk to that girl across the street or something, but yeah. nobody teaches you that anymore. So they're afraid to do that, and online dating is a new norm. So guys get on online dating, they try to do that, only to find out they're not getting any matches, they don't know why, and the matches they do end up getting, no one's messaging them. People they do message, then they end up getting ghosted, and then you know all these different layers of rejection oh, to yeah. finally end up getting that one date, and then maybe the date sucks. <laughs> and you know this type of pathway leads a lot of guys into getting jaded, and into a lot of territory of you see these days a lot of insult culture a lot of women hating mm -hmm. just because i guess these guys have just been hit with bad example after bad example and they, they don't have any positive role models or positivity to look to in dating and finally they end up getting to a point where they just throw everything away they're like i'm done with dating i'm done with women i'm going back to my basement yeah yeah um and maybe not to that extreme, but like I've seen in my own personal life, like friends who kind of have become dejected and like maybe they don't like run away to their parents' basement, but like, <laughs> yeah. uh, but like they, they kind of go into their, their metaphorical basement. They like kind of retreat inward and they say like, oh, maybe I'll just like be single forever. And I'll admit there were periods in my life where I kind of felt that way too. Um, it's very, I think it's very easy these days to get like, did, just feel like dating isn't working for us for some reason. Like the things that we were told we were supposed to do aren't working. Like, yeah, I remember my mom would tell me fake it till you make it in terms of confidence. Like, Oh, just see what other people are doing. Like the more successful people are doing and just try to imitate that. But then you're not like, you're not trying to be you. You're trying to like study someone else. You're trying to learn someone else's life to be them because you think that that will be yeah. successful. So, yeah, it, it's true. I think both are true. I, I think fake it till you make it is decent advice to start with um, because it kind of gives you, like we were talking about before, like some type of a model at least to look after. Um, kind of gives you some sort of a script even to act upon when you're completely clueless and you have no idea what to do. But it's very easy to get in, stuck in that loop of just faking it and faking it and right. faking it. And then you finally let out the real you and it's it's a different you. It's it's not actually you. 
And of course, the other person might feel deceived and then that causes more problems down the line. I think you do, in like all parts of life, I think you do have to have that little bit of ability to fake it because that's what a lot of learning is, right? You try to do new things. You have no idea what to do. Someone teaches you a way to do it. You fake it in the beginning, but then you kind of find your own style. You kind of find yourself so through I guess the it's faking. Not, sorry to interject, but yeah. it's not really like faking in that case. It's like kind of imitating what your teacher is doing. Sure. Like, like if you're doing like a like a, a learning a new workout or like learning a martial art or a dance for instance you're not faking it by like following the instructor's footsteps but like that's kind of i think that's kind of like the vibe yeah, yeah it is similar i guess in confidence we call end up calling it faking it just because in the beginning even whether it's martial arts or anything you don't feel confident doing it in yeah. the beginning yeah. So while doing it, you still have to fake that confidence element of it. Pretend you're confident even if you're not. And the confident ends up catching up as you get more experiences. More than anything, it's just building up that list of experiences. Yeah, okay. So the li like building up a list of experiences, that's a great um, – I think that's a great way to think about confidence. Because it, it's like what, what do you think – how do you view confidence? What is confidence to you? What is Ooh, that's a that's a good question. That's a deep question. I think confidence. I think people like to put confidence under one bucket, but I think confidence changes. Right, you have different confidence and different skills, and then underneath all that is your set of core confidence, which is as a human being just walking around. How confident do you feel? And when it comes to new things, how confident do you feel? And that core confidence is that it's the hardest to build up. I think core confidence, you kind of build it up by building those subject confidences and all these different mm -hmm. skills. And over time, you just get good at the skill of learning new skills. And you get to a point where you've seen yourself fail enough times and being okay after that, knowing that you can fail. That slowly starts building your core inner confidence. So I guess confidence to me, the way I really define it to people is not certainty that you will succeed at something, but certainty that no matter what the outcome is, you're going to walk away all right. I think that's a great definition, actually. It's like being sure of yourself. Yeah. And like you said, um, you don't have that in the beginning. Like it's something that you have to gain through life, lived experience. You can't yeah, just... through life. No one can teach you how to be confident. And following someone isn't going to make you confident, but... If you follow someone and like follow teachings or whatever and just try, try a bunch of different things, fail a bunch of different ways, get a lot of lived experiences, that's how I think that's how you become more sure of yourself. Because then yeah. you're like, oh, I've been in this situation numerous times and I know it's worked out fine. Or like I know if I'm like, it's like sec it becomes second nature to you. Like people that do uh, like piano or karate or whatever, when they get really good, they don't think about it anymore. Yeah. Their confidence kicks in. Yeah, that's that's huge. Yeah, it's to the point where it's not an action anymore that you have to think about. Yeah. It becomes intuition. It's yeah, intuition or awareness. Yeah. This is like yeah, it becomes a part of you. A part it becomes like a factor in your authentic chaos, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always tying it back. <laughs> yeah, I think it becomes a habit, right? Whenever you yeah. do something enough times whether that's playing piano or whether that's going up and talking to a stranger yeah 
you going do, on a first date. Yeah. It takes practice. Yeah, I mean, my first, first date, I mean, I'm sure I was, like, shivering half the time, <laughs> yeah. you know? But, but then you get to a point where you realize, like, oh, I just feel completely normal in my element, natural doing this. And I think that's what people want to see. Like, no matter who you're trying to date, they want to see you for you. Like, that's the whole point. Like, are yeah. you two going to work together? And, like, if they don't, if you're not showing you for you, your authentic self, then you're showing them kind of someone else. Yeah. And, you know, I think in this culture these days, there are a lot of people doing that for mm. two reasons. One, they're afraid to show their real selves. They haven't fully gone through the work of accepting themselves. Yeah. And through that fear, they end up showing this fake persona. Or two, there are people more coming at it from a greedy element, you know, trying to get something out of the situation. Mm. And that that comes more, I think, from the lack of a care for the other person, where maybe the other person wants a relationship and this person just trying to get laid. So it's like, okay, what type of persona do I become yeah. just to get this outcome as opposed to throwing the real me and getting rejected? Yeah. And I do think that, you know, everyone is looking for something specific or something different, or some people are looking for something like very general. And some people, if you're looking to hook up, or looking to just get laid, there are plenty of people who are also looking for that. Yeah. Right? Like, when I date, I'm looking for a lot of different things. Like, I'm not looking for necessarily one thing specifically. I'm looking to see, like, how a relationship develops with someone. Sometimes that's just we get we have sex, and then we never meet is talk again. Sometimes it's we become very good friends. Yeah. Sometimes we become, like, we get into a relationship and fall in love. Um I, I really like that attitude towards dating, not yeah. like trying to put in a particular box in the beginning, not trying to chase anything particular. Just go and feel out the vibe yes. with that particular person. I have this uh, philosophy around relationships um, where you can be there. I think there are two different type archetypes of relationships, a relationship architect and a relationship gardener. The relationship architect goes in with a plan. They know exactly what kind of relationship they want, like uh, married at 30, a kid, three kids, house in the suburbs, like garden, all that stuff. Yeah. Everything is planned out. Like they know the school that their kids are going to go to. Maybe not to that extreme, yeah, but like, yeah, okay. they, they have it planned out and they're looking for someone to help build that relationship. And with being an architect, you have a lot of control over what you get. You get exactly what you want but it's a be careful what you wish for situation. If you're not, you have to be a very good architect because otherwise your foundation falls through. Yeah, think about every edge case, yeah. every little thing. Um, or you could be a, a relationship gardener, which I identify as. The gardener doesn't really have a plan for how the plants are going to, to grow. The gardener just provides the plot of land, the water and the sun and the like the nourishment for the seeds to succeed. And those seeds are your relationships. Some relationships are gonna turn into friendships, and that's all. Some relationships will just flat out stop there. Some will turn into hookups, some will turn into beautiful flowers that like bloom and like create this lovely space in your garden of relationships. And yeah. if you open your heart to the possibility that every, you have a different relationship with every single person that you're interact with and like try to explore what that relationship is. I think it, I think it makes dating a lot of fun. 
Yeah, yeah, and, and I almost think, at least for myself, learning these two archetypes from you right now, maybe the right answer is in the combination of the two. Yeah. You know, the gardener yeah. that plants the seeds, the right seeds in the right places. Yeah. And figuring true. out where that comes from, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I really like that analogy. I think, um, yeah, you definitely meet a lot of people who they're trying to date. They're like really chasing that relationship. It's like, oh man, I'm getting near my 30s. I want to get into mm -hmm. that relationship. I want to get married soon. Mm -hmm. And when you're going about it from that type of perspective, you're almost trying to make everything work. And I think it could put you in a place where you're ignoring a lot of red flags. Yeah. And you're just really only focused on the positives, really looking at everything with rose-tinted glasses. And who knows, that could work out, that you could get lucky, or it could also not. Uh, let's, let's be real. How many times does it, like, perfectly work out? Yeah. <laughs> well, perfect, perfect's hard to aim, but... True. Per yeah. Perfect's hard to aim, but... Um, I think it, relationships are. I think relationships are something that require a lot of in, intention behind them, because especially if you want like a deep relationship with someone, like just think about this. We're both very complex people. Like humans are both complex. So why wouldn't the interaction with us, which is like the relationship, be even more complex? Yeah. Right. So like. This is something that, like, and it's not like a kid or a cat where we can, like, point to and be like, oh, it's crying. It's got needs. I better meet those needs. It's like the, we have to kind of, like, be aware of not just ourselves but also of the relationship to, like, understand it and, like, let it grow successfully. So it's a, it's a lot of work to have a successful relationship. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's a beautiful thing. And, like, when you open yourself to the possibilities, like interesting things can happen like um this is a bit of an aside but akash and i actually have a really interesting story on how how we met and then reconnected <laughs> we met on a plane at the beginning of like 2022 and we chatted and it was fine we yep. didn't exchange contact information nope. we like split up went our separate ways then 10 months later we ran into each other <laughs> at a bar <laughs> yeah yeah in the middle of seattle randomly yeah, i was yeah. like this dude looks familiar. There's no way you can plan stuff like that. So when you like let your leave your heart open to the possibilities with every single person you interact with, like you can get some really cool results. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're here doing this podcast. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like uh, okay, but but back to the back to the whole dating aspect. Um <clears throat> So how would we, so um, we talked about two different type archetypes of people uh, before the relationship one. We were, we were talking about uh, people who like, um, who maybe are like trying to lie a bit to get what they want. Yeah. And we, we talked, uh, and we, we don't need to address that because like lying is bad. Let's not, let's be honest with each yeah. other. There are people out there who will, who want the same similar things that you do. We don't have to lie about it. Um, but let's talk about the the person who maybe isn't so sure or like they they want they know they want a relationship, but they're like, every time I go dating, like it just doesn't work out for me and like I'm just so frustrated. Like like let's say uh, I'm in that boat. Like mm -hmm. what what advice would you have to me? 
the advice I'd give to you is, honestly, it's just date more, one, and two, it, it's, a, it's a fear, like, you know, like any other fear, you're afraid of expressing yourself, you're ex afraid of being the real you in front of someone. And you just got to practice being the real you. It's, it goes back to the age-old advice of just facing your fear. Date more and show people the real you and see how they react. A lot of people, we're people, we all have insecurities through childhood, life, a lot of different things. And because of that, we're afraid people on the other side are going to judge us for who we really are. But what we got to realize is, the person on the other side has the exact same insecurities and they're very focused on their own insecurities. And when you open up and you're vulnerable with the other person, it kind of, it took me a long time to learn this, but that's how you get the other person to be vulnerable with you. And it's really about leading and taking that first step that really allows you and creates a space for there to be a cooler, more connected relationship. Oh, I, a hundred percent agree. I've even had like friends talk to me, tell me that like they are comfortable being vulnerable with me because I'm just so open, openly vulnerable. Yeah. I think like we live in such a, a, we live in kind of a lonely society these days where like we all are kind of, we're all like away from our families in a lot of cases. We're like, we're closed off from each other, like emotionally. And so being vulnerable is like, it, it's like something that people only res, like put on their therapists basically. Yeah. And, but like when you're vulnerable with people, it shows like one, you're confident with yourself and that you're sure that you know who you are. You're not afraid of your vulnerabilities. You're showing them to the world. Yeah. I want to stop on that okay. point right there. I think that's huge. A lot of people think showing your vulnerability is like, oh, I'm showing my insecurities. They're going to yeah. think I'm weak. But actually, it shows that you're strong. It shows that you're able to express yourself, the full range of yourself, yeah, without any afraid and any fear of judgment. And that right mm -hmm. there shows the ultimate level of confidence. You're literally like showing yourself to the world naked in a sense, yeah. and you're, you're okay with it. Yeah. And I, I had a really good conversation with an uncle uh, a couple months ago about the, what are these vulnerabilities. And he had some really interesting, he had an interesting take. It's yeah. not really like vulnerabilities because a lot of the times like vulnerability we consider as weakness and we put this like negative connotation on it. But a lot of times these aren't actually weaknesses. These are just like parts of being human. And so yeah. it's, it's just like, uh, it's not really a vulnerability. It's more like a shadow. It's part of us. And if we want to appreciate the light that's within us, we also have to appreciate the shadow. And it's just a matter yeah. of changing the perspective. Like, don't look at it as a weakness. Look at it. It's, it is a part of you. Just as much as the qualities you like about yourself and the values you appreciate about yourself, they are also part of you. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. But it's just... It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to make that oh, yeah. flip. It's hard to, because I mean, let's even forget expressing it to other people. I think it all starts with accepting it yourself. That's the hardest. Being open part. with your own vulnerabilities yeah, to yourself. One hundred percent. The hardest part is being like accepting it within yourself, 
And I, I talked about this on my uh, episode on self-love, um, where I think that no one really defines how you get to self-love. And I think an important part is, first you have to be aware of these vulnerabilities and aware of who you are, and then you have to accept them. Yeah. And it's very difficult. It is a difficult journey to take, but it is one of the most, I think it's one of the best journeys you can make because you're essentially falling in love with yourself. Yeah. And when you have that love for yourself, people, people feel it and they want to be in that loving space. Yeah. Yeah. I think I got really lucky early on when I was like 18, 19, I had this mentor who told me to do the exercise. He's like, Akash, literally just go strip down, look in the mirror and just point every single thing about yourself, good or bad. Just list every single thing about yourself. And you're going to want to judge it. You're going to want to make these quick judgments. But just let it all out. Don't like even worry about the judgment. Don't let that stop you. Just make a list of every good, bad, neutral thing about yourself. And at first, I'm like, all right, this is weird. Why does this dude tell me to like strip in front of a mirror? But I'm like, fuck it. I'll try out anything. So I go, I try it out. I do this exercise. And I'm like, holy shit. It's, it's almost like I'm meeting myself and learning about myself. Yeah. That's, that's such a cool exercise. And yeah. I think that's a great like takeaway for listeners. Like, yeah, I mean, try it out, yeah. really try it out. It could be life changing. And like, if you like, I say, I would say like, try it out a bunch of different times. Like maybe like write in, write it in a journal. Like if you notice, note when you notice yourself judging yourself. Yeah. Like, just try to be aware as you're listing out when you're judging yourself. And I think that awareness, it shines like a new light on you, that judgment. And I think you'll find that as you keep doing it, you'll stop, you'll stop to stop judging yourself as much. Yeah, I think, and this is kind of a little bit of an aside, but I think one thing I really preach to anyone I talk to, my audience, everything is importance of that awareness, the importance of practicing meditation and that whole state. Um, it sounds, I think meditation just sounds woo-woo to a lot of people, but it's literally just the act of sitting still and studying and observing yeah. your own thoughts. And at first you might be like, why? What's the point of that? I'm thinking every day. But they're just, your mind is clouded with so many different thoughts that it's so easy. We literally have millions of thoughts a day and it's so easy to lose track of everything. Oh, yeah. When you start that practice of meditation and you really focus on observing it, you start to notice things like recurring thoughts, which some of them could be recurring judgments, mm -hmm. recurring negative thoughts about yourself. And it, those type of thoughts really bog you down and they can really take a hit on your self-esteem. But once you're aware of them, now you know where it's coming from. Now you know where these thoughts, these negative, bad perception about yourself you have is coming from. Now you can do something about it. Now you can figure out how can I change the thought? Maybe I can change a particular action. How can I move forward? Yeah. I, so I, I have some comments on meditation. Like, I think that one, it's an unfortunate, like, it's unfortunate that people think that, like, oh, it's like magic or like, oh, it's like <laughs> yeah. considered as like, uh, unreal as magic basically but like um i think that's like a bias of that western medicine has against like any eastern techniques because like they're like oh well like 
there's no like they can't because we don't know like oh the drug pathway that like yeah they don't know the exact yeah yeah. but like there people have been meditating for thousands of years like entire like religions and cultures are built on this and like there are like lots and lots of like lived experiences and recorded lived experiences of people like finding themselves through this meditation so like i definitely recommend just giving it a try like yeah like you said it like you'll notice the thoughts that are recurring and you'll notice more of your own consciousness it's so easy in this day and age especially to be constantly bombarded with information and thoughts and like it's so easy for us to think that we are our thoughts yeah but we are not you, we are not our thoughts we are the the thing that thinks we are the thing that feels we are the consciousness behind right. those thoughts yeah and just as much as and those thoughts don't define you that's the like that's the big takeaway just as much yeah. as your feelings don't define you those thoughts aren't you every in the end it all passes i mean you i mean I don't want to go like too off the deep end, but <laughs> you, you know, in the end, we're all these like empty conscious slates that are here to experience life, experience life, go through the world because of the particular set of life and experiences you had or I've had, we've become the people we are, mm-hmm. but th- we don't need to let that completely define us. The positive parts of us, okay, we could keep. But the parts of us that we don't necessarily like, we're not the biggest fan of, we don't need to we don't need to be against that. We don't need to judge that. We don't need to be mad at that. We could at any point just choose to change or choose to be different. Yeah. And we have the ability to do that. And it's hard to do. It's not easy to do. You get stuck in your routine, your day-to-day habits. But I think it's um it's definitely uh I guess a noble quest for everyone to embark yeah. on to learn more about themselves and yeah. figure out how they tick and how you could be better for yourself. Yeah, if you like really want to like get get enlightened, like first get enlightened on yourself and like figure out these things. And like I think it's a good point. Like when we when you make that list of things about you, note that those are just the things about you right now in this moment yeah those don't have to be the things about you tomorrow or the the next year or they may not have been about you like a year ago we we are constantly changing yeah and that doesn't mean that like the you from the past is not you anymore and the you from now is the more you and the you from the future will be a different (laughs) you they are all you we have like the capacity to be lots of different versions so let's bring this conversation back to the back to the goal of dating and how do we like help folks with dating so we talked about you had mentioned like if you want to get like more confident in it go on a lot of dates right but like um but one thing is like well how do we do that but also like what like how should we go about thinking about dating yeah yeah i think a lot of guys these days um i was just telling you earlier off camera there's literally 30 percent of men and 15 percent of women they haven't had sex in the past year um and especially yeah yeah <laughs> the younger people and you know that number is increasing yeah. every year 
And this, these stats were pre-COVID, by the way. So who knows what happened during the pandemic, right? Yeah. And it's a huge question out there. How do you date? How do you meet more people? You say date a lot, but how do you actually do it? And I think it just comes down to just putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. It comes down a lot to marketing in a sense. Like, how do you put yourself out there? In a, There's different ways, right? You can meet people at bars and clubs. You can just meet people day to day. You see a lot of people walking around. And then you meet people online dating. That's like the new way people are going to online dating or even apps like Instagram. You say it's new, but like my mom was doing online dating in the early 2000s. <laughs> OGmatch.com and yeah, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a new normalized yeah, way yeah, to date, yeah. right? <laughs> and I think a lot of guys, they don't know in a sense how to market themselves, right? They know they're like, okay, fine. I'm putting myself out there. I create an online dating app. Well, how are your pictures? How's your bio? Have you put any effort into it? When you go up and talk to someone, are you putting like the best version of yourself forward or are you now just like, you know, starting to bumble, you're being a little awkward and yeah. then they don't really get to see the real you. But what if I'm like, well, Akash, I don't know what the best version of myself is. Like I want to, I want to meet someone nice. Like I, and I don't know if they would like the best version of myself. Yeah. And that goes back to what we were talking about before, just putting yourself out there and you know, certain things, you know, what the best version is, right? Certain things is, let's take online dating, like your pictures, for example. It's a picture shaky, blurry, and you doing something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good picture. You probably don't want to use that one. Like yeah. you'd be surprised the amount of guys with pictures on there. Some like shaky video of them like doing some shitty dance. But at the same time, if it's like a somewhat decent video, if you're still having fun dancing, now that's suddenly like, actually showing the best version of yourself. So, you know, as like more, what's the word I'm looking for? More like, I guess, rigid and somewhat like crass as it may seem to call it marketing in a sense. It's really how do you portray yourself? How do you present yourself? And doing the best you can to present yourself. You want to, if you want to meet more people, then you got to maximize the versions of yourself in every avenue of how you're trying to meet people. I think that's, I think that's good advice for like, if you just increasing the amount, the chances of meetings people yep. and like, cause that's a big part of this. You want to create a space to where people, you, people want to talk to you. Yeah. And like, like you said, putting out the best version of yourself, I would say maybe you don't always you don't always have to focus on the best version of yourself, especially if you're like if you're at like a bar setting or like in a real life setting. Like if you're just just like be you just like go up and chat with someone, ask them, like show interest in them. Don't I think that works, but you got to think about it like this. Mm -hmm. Everybody going up to someone at the bar or something, they all think they're being themselves. When maybe they're actually not. Maybe they're influenced by alcohol. Yeah. Maybe they're influenced by their nervousness, so they're not able to show their real selves through. So everybody's going in trying to be their real self. And another issue with that is everyone's trying to do the same thing. As humans, as much as their ego would like to make us think we're all like super, super unique, which we, we are. We are super, super unique. <laughs> we are super, super unique, but also a lot of behaviors we have, a lot of patterns we do. It's very influenced by media, TV. We all end up saying the same things, doing the same things. 
whether we like to or not. And then you're presenting yourself to someone as same as everyone else, and you're not express, able to express like the true version of yourself, and nothing's really setting you apart. Well, I don't think you should folk, I don't think you should worry about what other people are doing. I don't think you should worry that other people may have the same question that you do, or like that other people may be approaching the person that you want to approach. I think that this comes to back to awareness. Like, like look within yourself and see like, do you want to talk to them? If you do, go talk to them. Yeah. Say something. If you don't, if you're thinking like, oh, maybe this isn't going to work out, then it's definitely not going to work out. <laughs> like you, you've already psyched yourself out and it's probably like try again another time. Maybe, but I mean, you'd be surprised, right? Even then, if you, yeah, you get that initial thought of hesitation. Mm -hmm. But if you keep giving into the hesitation and going back out and thinking another time, it's always going to be maybe another time, maybe another true, time. You're never going to build up that courage to actually go and do it. So how do we how do we look about at dating in a way to help people out with that fear? Again, back to just do it. You got to just face yeah. your fear. Uh, yeah, your mind will give you every possible excuse. Like, oh, she's with her friends. She might not want to talk to me. Oh, there's some other guy slightly next to her that might be her boyfriend. But you don't know. You don't know if her friends and her are having a good time. Maybe you can go and be that entertainment. You could go and be that fun. Yeah. You don't know if that's her boyfriend. That could just be another random dude. Or maybe that could just be your friend. You don't know until you go talk to her and yeah. then find out. I think what's important is you, you do hear a lot of the similar advice online, but there's also a high chance of, all right, what if I'm creepy? What if I'm that creepy dude? Mm -hmm. Or also you just I've don't generally want to be past. creepy in general. Yeah, yeah. And there's two parts to it. And one, to a certain extent, especially when you're super nervous in the beginning and you have no experience, it's very hard to avoid because you haven't built up that awareness to know if you're creepy or not. You're just doing it. You're probably like a deer in headlights. You don't even remember whatever the <laughs> hell you're saying to the girl and or to whomever you're speaking. And you're, you're just stuck. You don't know what's going on. And you're probably going to come up being awkward and creepy. Yeah. But another point is you don't just accept that, you know, over time you got to learn over time. You got to watch yourself and have to kind of figure out, am I bothering this person? You have to really get good at reading the other person's body language. So you're not being yeah. creepy. You know, you want to make sure you're not really like shutting in someone against a wall. You want to like keep your distance initially. You want to make sure if they're giving body language signals of like walking away, like, Hey, nice to meet you. Yeah. Walk away. So Two parts to that. And like, don't be upset if it doesn't work out. Like, don't, yeah. don't like blame anyone. Sometimes it's not the right place or the right time. And that's okay. It is. Okay. Yeah. Going back to like getting jaded. I think a lot of do is they go maybe approach one or two people. It doesn't work out. Yeah. Like, oh man, all girls suck. All girls are shit or something like that. But no, man, not, it yeah, could be yeah. like many different things. Maybe she's got a boyfriend. Maybe yeah, she's maybe having she, a bad night. Maybe she didn't hear you because it was so loud at the bar. Like, yeah. There's so many different things. And so if you're having if you're like having a lot of reservations on like approaching people either online or in real life, I think what would help is maybe think of dating less as or think of these interactions less as like work or like overcoming your fears and more like play like yeah think about that think about it in this way like when children like very are very young 
they learn how to like interact with their environment and like like play with blocks or whatever in fun ways. They don't have that fear of like, oh, some consequences might happen. So that's like an innate part of us. No one teaches us how to play. We just kind of grow up knowing how to play. And yeah. So like, I want you to like, I think we would all benefit from like tapping into that inner child and like looking at dates as play too, or like these interactions, like ask some fun, ask some fun flirty questions, like try to get to know the person that you're talking to. Maybe you'll find that they're into really cool things. And like, maybe the, maybe you don't get a date out of it, but maybe you get like a cool hobby. Like I've actually, I've gotten some really great book recommendations from women I've dated. (laughs) Even if the dates didn't work out, like I learned something and like it expanded my, like it expanded my perspective on life by showing me someone else's lived experience. Yeah. I think it's very easy to fall into the trap. I think of putting a lot of pressure on yourself for every single interaction with somebody of the opposite sex or same sex or whatever to work out. Cause I think a lot of people, they just aren't used to just going around and dating. And because of that, whenever somebody does get the chance of getting that one date, it feels super important. It feels like this is everything. So you put a lot of pressure on yourself to make this work. And when you're in that place of having to make something work, that's when you start engaging your brain. You start like filtering everything you say. You start thinking yeah. about how can I make this work? And you get farther and farther away from being yourself. And that's when you start falling into that trap of putting on the persona. And it's hard to be completely like authentic when you're putting on that persona. You're going to start to hesitate. You're going to be like, oh, did I say the right thing? Oh, did yeah. I fuck it up? Your confidence starts lowering, lowering. It's almost, you it's start almost like you go into a survival, a survival mode. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. You literally, when you have full fear and you're putting full pressure, yeah. you literally do go into that state of fight and flight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like we don't want to be in fight or flight when we're like tra- chatting with someone and hoping to like make a connection. Like, yeah. We want to. We want to engage our parasympathetic nervous system. We want to like do the rest and digest. We want to express our true selves and like show interest. And if you're not interested in getting to know the other person, then maybe you shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't be talking to them. Maybe this is an an interaction that you need to have if you're not actually interested in anything about them. I think that that's a really important point because especially early on in my dating journey, there were a lot of times where, I didn't even bother to ask myself, am I interested in this person? Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, this girl's hot. I, w- I want to make it work. And, you know, whenever something fizzled out or didn't work out, I'm like, oh, damn, what did I do? It's my fault. But I'm like, oh, wait a second. Did I want to get to know this person better? Did I like this person? Yeah, I I can definitely empathize there. Like, I've gone through periods in my life where I almost, like, dated just to date and getting that experience is good but i think it's important to be aware that like you're interacting with someone like with another human being like this isn't just like a video game like this is this is a real person with like hopes and dreams and complexities and they deserve your you like in the present moment just as much as you deserve them in the present moment yeah but it's such a 
it's such a, an easy trap to fall into, especially for, I feel like, especially for men, especially if you, like, weren't, maybe weren't, like, as popular in, like, college or, like, high school, maybe you didn't date much early in your life. If you get to a point where you're, like, dating a few different people or, like, dating more than your norm, you're used to, maybe you'll get, like, you'll start to think, like, you'll start to kind of freak out a bit or, like, you start to disassociate. That's it. You disassociate. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, we, we were talking about this a bit back where I think we both had that experience where last year, a couple of years ago, you know, post pandemic, you know, we were going on a lot of dates and at first it was fantastic. I was like, yeah, oh, you're like living the life. Great. <laughs> this, is part of, this is exactly what I, everything I wanted. And then you keep going on dates again and again and again. And it's great for the first few months, but then, then you know, the, by the time it gets to like a year of doing that, I was just like, "What the hell am I even doing?" Yeah. Um, it it almost felt like going through the motions, going through dates, and you know, some of the dates were still working out and it was still going well. But I'm like, "Well, dating's supposed to be fun. I'm supposed supposed to be that play. I'm supposed to be enjoying this." But I really feel like I'm just running through the motions. What am I missing here? Yeah. And that's why that's a, why I think that considering dating as play is so important to making your dating life like a success. Because yeah, if you are ever like reflecting on like I don't actually have any fun in this relationship or in dating this person, then that's your that's kind of your mind telling you like this isn't this isn't right. Like you shouldn't continue this. Yeah, I think. A lot of times, so I know we've been talking a lot about dating and how to start dating, but I think in the other situation where, you know, you've been dating for a while and it's starting to get mundane or boring yeah. or you're starting to get desensitized to it, I think it's equally as important to know when to take a break, when to take a step back and go back to, like, what we were talking on the beginning, right? Go back to take a look at yourself. Mm-hmm. Are you in tune with yourself? How are you feeling? Do you even want to be dating right now? What are your goals? Maybe your priorities, your purpose, your alignment has shifted. So, yes, I think self-awareness is very key throughout the... Well, it's just, it's a part of life. It's very important throughout life. And I I think this is such an important point. So, like, thank you for bringing it up. Because it doesn't just apply to dating. Like, if you are in a, like, a long-term relationship, and I was in this situation, too, where... If you find that like the novelty has gone, maybe that spark has gone, um, what do you do to, to recover it? Well, I think you could use that some of that same advice. Like maybe look deep within yourself, like look within yourself and try to understand what are the needs that you actually are trying to have met. Because if you have this like this like feeling in your gut that like something isn't working, yeah. it's important for you and the, your partner and the relationship to succeed for you to understand what that is. Yeah, I mean, there's been so many times where I've had that feeling yeah. that like, oh, something isn't right. But it was just a small voice in my head and I ignored it. And then like a month later, everything would come crashing down. I'm like, oh, shit, what, what the hell happened? <laughs> and then I think back and I'm like, my intuition told me this was going to happen. I didn't listen. I think a lot of times in school, we learn that, okay, when you're learning science, when you're learning everything, that's when you take down, you analyze things, that's when you write it down. Yeah. 
But you could do the exact same thing for your life. How many times have you really like looked back at yourself, at the events that happened? Maybe they went well or maybe they went poorly and then analyzed it. How fast did you analyze it and then write down about it in your journal and figure out, hey, what's working and what isn't? That's, that's great advice. It's always good to do these checkups, see like how you're feeling, what works, what doesn't. Like I, it's high, I highly recommend it. It's a great way to like understand yourself a little bit better or at least in like a different perspective. Yeah, just like just audit yourself. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> what was working before? Why is it not working down? Have I been doing the same thing again and again? Yeah, and like once again, don't it, it's not about the judgment. If you were doing something that worked before and aren't doing it anymore, that's okay. Don't judge yourself for not doing it anymore. Just like reflect and like be aware of it. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a very small difference. It's a very like it's a very but thin it's an line difference. I agree. Yeah. I very much agree. It's between like self-judgment and reflection because reflection you're just almost looking at it from a third person figuring out how to change it Mm -hmm. and that's fine that's perfect but when you get into that realm you when you cross that line into judgment that's when you're building up guilt you're beating yourself up about it and it actually makes it harder to make that change because now you have these other sets of emotions coming in causing an extra anxiety in your life Yeah, yeah. And you don't need that. We live in a chaotic time. We don't need any of that extra anxiety caused by our own selves. And when you decide to like finally remove that some of that judgment from your life, it's like removing these like cinder blocks that are like attached to your feet. You just feel light. Yeah. And and you got to make sure no other pebbles got stuck in your shoes along the way, too, because yeah. it totally starts building up oh, again and again. Oh, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep cleaning it out. Especially, I feel like, especially in, like, the dating and relationship realm, like, we can take so many things as, like, we'll, we'll treat so many things as failures. Like, oh, this relationship ended because of me. So, like, I, it failed and I failed it. Or like, oh, I couldn't date this woman of my dreams because like it failed or whatever. But um, a a friend once told me like, don't consider it as failures. Think of it as just ending. Yeah. And there's such an important difference there. And the difference is the judgment. Like failure is associated with like these negative judgments and shame. But ending, everything ends. Yeah. And sometimes things just end. And like... Oftentimes we live these such personalized existences that like we can't see that there might have been other things that caused it to not work out. But we only see the things that were in our head and we're like, oh, well, I did this. So like that's why it didn't work out. But actually it's a bunch of different things. You know, we've been talking for a while and I think our listeners would appreciate us to uh, wrap it up eventually. (laughs) So, um, Akash, do you have any final thoughts on uh, on this to- these topics we've talked about? Yeah, final thoughts on just dating, confidence. I think a lot of people don't realize dating, confidence, it's a skill. It's a skill like anything else, and you get better at it with practice. It's easy, I think, especially with Hollywood and everything, dating, it's so glamorized. It's like so happy ending. Uh, this magical feeling of love 
and yeah, there is an element of that to that. That's very important. But at the same time, you can also step back and realize you can work on it. You can get better. It's not this completely like mystifying thing that you can't get better at. I think especially a lot of men, they, a lot of young guys out there, they look at it. They think, I got to have all this figured out right now. All my friends are dating. Why am I not dating? What's going on? And you can work on it. It's not like you're, yeah, you might be like this now, but you don't have to be. Yeah. You know, you can get better. It's a skill and it's okay to get better at it too. Um, I think as a guy, you also end up getting an ego around your ability to date. And I know especially a lot of younger guys end up keeping track of body count and stuff like that. And all of this ends up putting a lot of pressure on dating. But in the end, it's about you. It's not about what your body count is compared to some other dude's body count. It's about your experience. Are you enjoying life? Are you having fun with the people you meet? Are you having the connections you want? So, yeah, just stop judging yourself. Have fun with it. Know it's a skill. Know you can get better at it. It's going to suck in the beginning, but the more you do it, the more you embrace that suck, the better it's going to be in the end. And you know what? I don't think it has to suck. I think maybe how we learned to date, it sucked because I think maybe we learned to date in maybe the wrong way. I think if you think of date as fun, dating as fun and as play, I don't think it has to suck. Even if the date doesn't go as you had hoped, you you can still have a great time. You can like be true to your if you're true to yourself, you'll have a good time. And if you want to be true to yourself, you first have to be aware of yourself. This goes to those things I've talked about in previous episodes on self-love and just embracing your own authentic chaos. If you want, and if you really want to like get deeper into that, we talked about meditation as an excellent, yep. excellent tool. Um, your the exercise you had mentioned on just writing out uh, with or without clothes. That's up to you. Uh, writing, <laughs> in front of the mirror. In front of the mirror, right? Just like talk, uh, writing down and talking about just things about you, and just trying to remove that judgment. These things will go a huge way. They've gone a huge way for me in being more confident in myself and being more aware of myself. And when yeah. you're aware and you're confident, you don't have to like second guess about who you are or how you portray yourself. It will, you will just be. And people will see who you are and the people who want to be with you will be with you. And the people who don't, they'll like self-select out. Yeah. And you know what? That makes life a lot easier for you. Yeah, duh. I think, yeah, before we wrap up, that's a very important point. Rejection, you got to learn to frame it as a good thing. It means, look, this person, it's not going to work out anyway. So we ended up saving all this time we would have spent dating and eventually ending up in heartbreak. And instead, we figured it out early and we parted ways. So you have more time and room to spend exactly. with the right person. And you know what? Just because it didn't work out today doesn't mean it won't work out a week from now or whatever. Um, sometimes it's you can meet the right person, but at the wrong time or the wrong place. Don't worry. Don't like be judgment. Don't judge yourself for like the outcome. Just take the chance and have fun with it. Yeah. And with that, thank you so much for listening. And as always, embrace your chaos with kindness. Thank you so much. And thank Thanks you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Yeah.